listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 277 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello Colin, we're back. We've, we've been away for a week. You've been away for a week. I've been here waiting for you. I've not moved. It's nice since you have. Yes, you didn't find anyone else to do this on my behalf. It's nice you waited for me. But I felt lonely. Like I, I felt weird not talking movies with you for a week. It felt strange. As as we say, do you know I mean, it's it's, it's our cathartic release. Do you know I mean as well? Yeah. Um, and when you don't get it, you do. It's, it's like no, it's like a gap in the week. Do you know I mean, you're like, That's something's something's missing here. Do you know what I mean? It's that wee hole that needs to be plugged. Yeah, I feel the same. I don't see my football team like on a Saturday. I feel like there's something just mm, something something's missing out of my week. It doesn't yeah. make week feel right. So when I come when the Monday rolled round again, I'm like, didn't really feel like it was a normal week there. Something, something <laughs> in there, you know. And I very much felt like even though it was a very nice time in London, I still felt on Thursday like no, there's something missing from my life, and that was a, a Colin movie chat. Well, but it's an adventure. An adventure must must take precedent, and, and, it and must, adventure, must. an adventure you went on to, yes. to the country boy in the big city. That's what I imagine. <laughs> imagine you're thinking like Elf just wandering around not walking really around like, looking up at the buildings and pointing at everything and Jill saying oh, don't just don't <laughs> I, I I cope very well in the big city for the most part I'm actually quite cool on it I think I would I think I would melt down in London I don't do crowds well so I think I would just find a corner and just cry myself to some policeman took me away and put me in an edge quite cell. The crowd situation is quite insane, I won't lie. Um, but it's still, it's not as bad as like Times Square in New York. Mm. That one really got to me. Like, I really couldn't cope with that level of. Just too much, too much. Yeah. It's, it's the thing is, everybody's looking for their moment. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who they bump out of the way or push out of the way to get their, their perfect picture or perfect Instagram moment, they don't give a fuck. It's like they're having their moment. Yeah. It's like everyone having everyone trying to have the best time, but giving zero fucks for how they impact other people's time. Nice time as well, yeah. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So there's a few places in London were like that, like similar to that. But for the most part, I find people in London very nice. They're, they're very standoffish. They're definitely yeah. not. They don't, they don't talk to you um, unless you talk to them. Whereas in Glasgow, it seems like people will talk to you even when you fucking do not want them to talk yeah. to you. Oh yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, aggressively friendly. <laughs> Whereas in London, people, you know, we, you know, if you're on the underground and one person speaks to you in five days, I think you would consider that quite a lot of people speaking to you. So uh, quite, quite reserved. So people, people are generally very courteous. The only thing London's got, to, London's got to sort itself out is its water situation. The water is disgusting to drink. I think maybe coming from us up here. I think south of the border in general, the water it just kind of in increments gets it's worse and worse. I can't yeah. honestly, I can barely go for I can go for a shower, but I'm always showering like I do in like Spain. You're just not not open my mouth to like. Any water in it? Yeah. The water, the water to me tastes like someone has drunk water, swallowed it in their mouth, and then baby bubbled it into your mouth. Yeah, no, I get you. Even when it's, you have like tea and coffee as well, it's boiled, it's still, uh, it's, it's not. Just to explain to anyone that's listening as well, Scottish water is like really, really like famously soft water because of the kind of peat up in the hills and stuff like that. So yeah. our water's like really soft. It stunning. Yeah, I among the best in the world. Um, yeah. Whereas down south, it's all kind of lime scale and stuff like that. So right. it's a hard water, and it's just no. no See, no. I feel I feel grimy showing on it. That's the thing. <laughs> Coating a lime. I feel, on feel, you. I feel weird. Anyway, well, Matt, London was a London was amazing. I had a great time, and, and I'm sure I'll be back again at some point. Um, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I've just noticed you've got tinsel in your background. I have got Christmas thing. 
Yeah, yeah, like it, like it. No, it's, it's probably we've got the Christmas trees around the other side, so you can't see. You can't yeah, see. I'm assuming you're. I'm assuming we're being festive as anything else. We, we uh, are. Yeah. <coughs> and we'll talk about films that have only like a very passing. Oh, there's one one Christmas film we talk about. Um, have you watched anything of note at home this week? Oh, um, no. oh, what, what are you drinking first of all? Oh, I'm drinking uh, very generic, um, but I quite like it. And it's cheap as well. Uh, Heineken Silver. Nice. Um, which is it's just a completely <coughs> generic lager. Um, it's like kind of four percent, so it's really lightweight. Um, what I like about it is it's got a wee kind of sweet aftertaste to it. Ah, okay. So it goes down really nicely. It's like kind of Bud Light idea. You could sip them yeah. all night long and still walk in a straight line and take a pee afterwards. It's the best way to describe it. Nice. What are you drinking? I'm drinking one of my last Stuart Brewing ones called Orange Hop. I think I've had it before. Oh, that's a nice can. I like it. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Orange can. Very refreshing. But yeah, that's very nice. It's very nice. Um, I, I went to buy um, Lorraine's niece's boyfriend. So he, he's kind of like, he's in his kind of crafty beers and stuff. I ran one of these fancy beer shops to buy him a few cans for his Christmas. Um, and I bought him six cans. It's just kind of various kind of beers, like kind of Christmassy themed and stuff like that. Nearly 30 quid it rushed me for dude. So I spent um out to, so I went to the beer shop, bought six yeah. cans of beer for Jack and was six uh, 30 quid later for it. Fuck it's that's the problem it's now like it's like the amount of money you got to spend to get like fancy beer. It's like, it's all of got people hooked on this shit now and you say they're gonna charge ridiculous amounts. And it is like me I'll buy it. Sorry. Um right, sorry, what for we watching at home? We watching at um, home. So, still, still watching Modern Family. We're on to the final season of Modern Family. Um, so, we've never done that. Um, and the, the one that we'll touch on that I mentioned to you previously um, is I watched um, Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons. Which Interesting. Pretty much exactly is what it says on the tin is it's uh, Superman's son and Batman's son basically at loggerheads with each other. Um, Justice League get compromised and it's only those two that are uncompromised and they need to basically work as a team to solve the problem and fix everything and in doing so to become wee buddies. Um, any good? Because any good? like DC animation it, for a time was excellent then it kind of really took a dip and then how is it now? It's, it's the, the animation itself is fine stylistically it's fine um, it, it, it's kind of definitely one for, for kids more than more than adults mm-hmm. um, you know Batman's in there and you know you've kind of got the, the Justice League's in there and stuff like that but you know it, it's definitely kind of 9 to 14 year olds it is it's, it's target um, but but it was it was enjoyable um, you know, it was quite quite kind of fun and some some moral lessons in there and stuff for like that as well. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's not it's not not dreadful. Um, it's a bit odd that they always want to put Batman and Superman against each other. Like they shouldn't be against each other. It's not like they they aren't natural enemies. They 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 should be on the same side. Yeah, they're both heroes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Um, but I think that that's is that not just a more recent thing? Really, is this not Zack Snyder's fault? Perhaps. <laughs> no, it was a Batman vs Superman stuff in the past. It's just I find, I find it odd that they always want to put them against each other. You think it's a strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I haven't been. There's enough crime for for everybody. I mean, I haven't yeah, been buddies yeah. and, and fighting crime together. But yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. There's no kind of say no notable stars in it or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of sweet enough. And it, it's characters I didn't really know much about. Do you know what I mean, like the kind of Superman's kid, and and it's the, the kid in it. It's um, it's Ras the the, the Russell Gill grandson. Yes. Kind of him, yeah. so it's, that's it's that character's real. So I didn't know much about him, so that was nice, kind of learning a bit yeah. about characters I didn't know. But yeah, check it out if you get a chance. It's entertaining and, and, and fun. Um, that's pretty much it. Everything else is stuff we've seen together, I think. Nice. Yeah, 
Nice. Um, only thing I watched at home, because I've not been home much, um, was I watched the first, I think, six out of eight of, of Wednesday. Oh, did you start? I've not started it yet. What are you thinking? I'm enjoying it. It's it's, yeah. it's it's kind of it's Tim Burtony. It's very much in that world. Um, the girl in it who is in Scream, can't remember her name now. She's very big with the, with the, the young younglings. Um, it's very good as Wednesday. I enjoy, I've enjoyed her. Like Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia. Uh huh. Not a huge fan of the guy playing. Um, Gomez, because it's going with the kind of original Adams family design. Gomez isn't it? He's he's not the kind of suave. Handsome Gomez. Yeah, and yeah. It's just, I'm not a huge fan of the actor himself, so maybe it, it just doesn't quite hit in the same way. Mm. Um, the woman who you probably know her, she's, she played like the big woman in um, Game of Thrones, she was also in Star Wars. When oh, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays the uh, sort of like the the headmistress of the the school that we're at. She's um, quite an interesting actress. I do like her. She's I like um, her as well. She's got yeah, yeah she's very watchable. Very, yeah. very watchable. She's got a lot of charm to her as well. And she actually yeah. just, for someone who's that big, you think, how can it be vulnerable? She actually plays it really well at times. You know, she can she can play a lot. It sounds dumb, but it's someone who's big can't play vulnerable, but it, something doesn't... No, I get you, because you do you, you, typecast as a thing for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. She definitely does get typecast a lot, so it's, it's nice to hear that she's getting roles that aren't, you know, required her to be this big match. Big, big yeah, 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 yeah. I really dug it. I really dug her in it. Um, I've enjoyed it. It's a nice week of mystery. It's unfolding. I've been trying to see where it goes, see how the, the, the nail are landing. Um, but overall, it's, it's 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 fine. It's it's not, like, something I'm rushing to watch every night. It's more of if, I'm, if I've got 45 minutes. If it's, like, too late in the night to go, let's not start a movie, let's watch a, a TV show we'll be watching yeah. episode of it. We're not we're not rushing to watch it like sort of if we've got like two or three hours to kill, we're not gonna sit and watch four in a row, we'll sit and watch a movie at that point. But um it is it's charming. And like I do like her as Wednesday. She is doing a little Christina Rishi pops up in it as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is um, nice, nice Who's played Uncle Fester or not? Not seen him yet. I've not seen him yet. So right. I don't know. Okay, cool. I think you only give in the last episode or the second last episode, so maybe the one I'm on going on to next, you might pop up in it then. Cool. Um Thing, not Thing. He's he's quite a kind of prominent role in it more than anybody else really. The like Matisha and Fester only in it. Not Fester, Gomez. Gomez. They've only been in it for like two episodes. So yeah. they are very much peripheral characters. That's good though, because it, it's not their show. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're <laughs> no. not who they are. So it's nice to see them kind of thinking, you know, these aren't this it's not about them, it's about this character. So that's, that's yeah. sounds like a nice departure from the, the norm on it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've enjoyed that. So that's nothing I'm really watching at home. So let's move on to calling the things we've watched in the cinema. Some of the things we've actually watched in a cinema. No, that's so we have, uh, have. Yeah, we've both done quite well. We've got, got yeah. a few things in the cinema. Um, can, we, can, we, can we start out with one that we've never seen in the cinema or that we did both see them? You you know, start with Troll? I do want to start with Troll, yeah. Let's start with Troll then. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, and you like it because I've got to try now pronounce Scandinavian names. Yes. Uh, Troll, directed by Roar Uthog. Which is a wonderful name, like Roar. <laughs> is that how it's spelled? Roar? Yep, R O A R, Roar. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting it right. <laughs> uh, and Norway's done a film called The Wave, which also deals with sort of like um, natural disaster type stuff. Um, but he's probably best known in the like English speaking world. He's director of the new Tomb Raider film, the one that. Oh, was, right, okay. Which yeah. I remember as not hating. I didn't mind it. I thought it was. I think it got a lot of hate. And I like it wasn't brilliant, but it was like I've seen worst action movies from what yeah, I remember. Definitely, right definitely, definitely. Take all the boxes, yeah. Yeah. So Tomb Raider, done the Tomb Raider. Um, the plot of this one is essentially where it's set in Norway. It's the Nor- Norwegian legends of the giant trolls, um, who used to roam the landscape. 
Um, but whereas in like Troll Hunter, they maybe the size of like maybe a giant, like something maybe you're talking maybe like 10, 15, maybe 20 feet. These yeah. things are literally the size of mountains. Um, these are, it's just like Godzilla Kong type. Yes. Ones, it's kaijus, is what it is, yeah. Yeah. One of these wakes up and goes on the warpath, um, and essentially it's uh, the government trying to shut it down and try to stop it, um, with a, a kind of ragtag team of people who believe what it is, first of all, and try to convince others that this is what's happening and try to bring it down. So you're basically a normal disaster movie premise, essentially. Yeah. Definitely that it's set in Norway. It's a troll, not a Godzilla. Um, but then, but then, like, I don't think we we kind of realise, but I don't know if everyone realises just how like embedded in Scandinavian folklore, yeah. like, trolls and stuff like that. It's like it, you know, it, it's a cultural thing. It's part of the culture. When you get to that idea, like so, that's sort of big thing about it. Um, in the film, no one really of note that I think we recognise. You've got no. Annie Marie Willman. She's sort of the main scientist who doesn't believe in trolls, but then quickly becomes to believe in trolls. Uh, you've got Kim Flack, Mads Sigurd Peterson, and Garby Eiswald. Do you know um, who was in it? Who? Bill Campbell. Who is Bill Campbell again? The Rocketeer, my friend. That's who it is, yeah. He played like, the American guy in it for like 10 minutes, basically. Yeah, he's the, the Rocketeer, was in it? Well, I, I, rec- I recognised him in the, the IMDb list and going, why is the Rocketeer in this film? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was in it. Yeah. Which I thought was like, why, why was it? Why? Unless I thought they were going to make some sort of Rocketeer reference to it, like they didn't. Just yeah. happened to Bill Campbell yeah, had some was, spare time was in it. Yeah, he's like, oh um, yeah, I'll do this Norwegian troll movie. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll start on this one. Um, first hour and a bit, I loved it. It was very much like, remember Shin Godzilla? Yeah. It had that kind of vibe to it, you know. Yeah. It, it's, all, it's, it's a disaster movie that we all recognise a disaster movie, we all recognise a monster movie, but coming at it at a slightly different angle than the usual American style of disaster movie, which Definitely, is always refreshing yeah. to see and always very enjoyable. And like you said, it's, sort of, it's very much intrinsically surrounding Norwegian folklore and Norwegian yeah. lore, and that's what makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, I would say I think the finale kind of descends into little tropes and it became a little bit underwhelming and I kind of lost a bit of interest in maybe the final half hour, 35 minutes. It didn't, it didn't really quite work as well for me. Um, and a little bit of tone was off because like, there's one character in it who's playing it purely for laughs almost. The dad character. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as a comedy fool. He was but, my favourite character in that. Yeah, was... but it, it felt... It felt <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm compared to one... Like, I'm compared to the Godzilla that came out with um, the, the Roland Emmerich one, right? Mm-hmm. And that film, I would say the Hank Azaria character is the sort of the kind of comic relief. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he, there's still a tonal that still recognises there's some shit going on. We're in danger, yeah. yeah. Whereas this guy didn't seem to recognise that. And he's still playing a kind of a lot. And I know it's kind of going from maybe that Norwegian, you know, kind of very dark black humour. Yeah. Felt it didn't really, it felt at odds with what everything else that can happen on the film. Other than that, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a perfect Friday night movie. It's a great uh, couple movie. of years and just yes, enjoy it. What what was really got me though was how good the CGI was. The CGI looked great and it was used quite seemingly, but it worked brilliantly. Yeah, I was not. I was expecting you know like, like, like kind of claymation or some shit. I really didn't know what to no. expect. That when I seen it, I was like, wow. Um, yeah. Sold 100. Um, much like the first Godzilla film, the the most recent Godzilla trilogy, if you use these creatures and like sparingly, you've all, that almost makes it work because you don't need yeah. to see all like mo- monsters is a great example of that. Remember the film? Mm, yeah, yeah. Years, like maybe ten years ago, mo- it's when they try to travel across country. Um, even Cloverfield as well. I mean, stuff like that. It's just it just gives you don't yeah. It doesn't need to be a fucking 
fest, a monster fest, you know what uh-huh. I mean? We know the monster's there, just yeah. give us it when it's needed. And yeah, the impact when it does turn up is like, wow. Um, yeah. Like, cause like I, the one, of the, one of the best scenes in it was the scene with the, the old couple in their house. Yeah. And it's yeah. approaching. You can't see it, but it's actually quite terrifying because you, so, you, so you know something's happening, but you can't see it, and that's that worked really well. I did like um, the, the the use of throwbacks to, to previous movies, like the bit in the house with a Jurassic Park with the water. Yes, yes. Very tropey all the way through. I mean, it, it, you could replace troll with, with a monkey or a, a lizard. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it, it would work just as well. Um, and we were both wearing very much the influences on the sleeve. Like, like they love these types of movies, and they're going to sort of reference a lot of them throughout it. But I think you kind of got that, and that that's yeah. it was nice. But it didn't feel, you know, like they were stealing anything. It, it felt like, you know, you know, we we love this. Here's our homage to to that as well, which it's is made is by people who good. love something for people who also love that thing. Yeah. It's not trying. It's not trying to claim itself smarter or better. It's just this is what we like. You like it as well. Let's all enjoy it together. Yeah, I did enjoy the the the, the kind of the, the I suppose A team almost the, the kind of ragtag team that they yeah. they got the soldier, the scientist, the crazy dad, the government yeah. guy. There was a really good mix, and the chemistry yeah. and the banter was really fun between. Very them much as well. a throwback to your kind of nineties, yeah, like Godzilla movies and like sort of like big monster films and all that kind of stuff. Very much a throwback to that. So, I yeah. dog, it's a properly good. Like I said, this it's a great Friday night movie. Yeah, and a great monster movie, a great addition yeah. to the to the genre. Um, same, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a couple of beers, watched it with my brother, and we both had a really really fun time watching. Yeah. It was brilliant. Um, out of ten, sir. Seven and a half. Seven from me. There you yeah. go. Yeah, very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it. <laughs> That'll do. Um, on from that one, when it's in the cinema, we both saw it in the cinema. You saw it in a Glasgow cinema. I saw it in a big fancy London Leicester Square cinema, um, mm. and that is called The Menu, um, mm. directed by Mark Mylod, who's Career previously is very interesting. He is director of the Ali G in the House movie. Okay, right. and done a lot of like British like fast show and all those kind of shows back in the day. Right, He's now okay. moved into American TV. Does a lot more prestige American television, like sort of like Scan, not Scandal, but the one that's big succession, the one with Brian Cox. Does a lot of that kind of stuff, so he's, he's very much a man who's lived two lives. I would say, you know, yeah, the, definitely, yeah, kind of. Honed his, his craft over here, went over there, and yeah. Then you probably to say about um, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright started out by doing like the Don French and Jennifer Saunders, like yeah. done all that kind of comedy stuff. Then he'd done Space, and then obviously done, you know, went bigger with that. So yeah, very, very. Just when I look at his, always when I see that, I look at his IMDb, I'm like, oh, that's a very eclectic sort of. Um, you know, to go from Ali G in the house to this, it's sort of it doesn't really pair up well. It doesn't really. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, de- 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 no, it doesn't at all. It's a complete opposite of movies. Yeah. Yeah. So the plot of this one is it's a it's an interesting plot where um, basically there's a very fancy restaurant in Ireland somewhere off the American coast, and um, this very very high falutin chef runs, and um, you have to pay is it sixteen hundred dollars a head or something for a meal? It's fifteen or sixteen hundred. Yeah. 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 Uh, you go to this and it's a, it's not just a meal; it's an experience. It's it's mm. you know you don't eat you eat. And you kind of live the food almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything. It's all yeah. very much just very much playing into the whole food wanker kind of you know Instagram lifestyle. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. a couple of people go to this island. Um, when they're there, shit starts to unfold on the island. I'll put it as simply as that. And um, before without spoiling anything, um, and the diners all begin to realise that there's a bit more to this restaurant than what previously they expected. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, really good cast. You've got Ralph Fiennes play or Ralph Fiennes sorry plays the um. Head chef. Yep. 
you've got um, Anna Taylor Joy plays one of the, the guests. Yeah. Uh, you've got Nicholas Holt playing her um, boyfriend. He, he's in the guest as well. Um, Hong Chow plays the sort of maitre d', the main waitress. She, she was, was outstanding, wasn't she? Excellent. She was stunning. Uh, John Leguizamo pops up in it as well. Uh, Janet McTeer, Judith Light and Rob Yang also pop up in it. Um, so a very good, solid cast. And I think all the yeah. cast are very good at it. What do you think of this one? Um, I, I kind of went in not really knowing what to... I'd seen the trailer. Um, and... What I will say from the outset is, unfortunately, the trailer is the movie, unfortunately. It's kind of very um, much so, yes. Yeah, they, they, they've kind of given, given away too much with, with that trailer. Um, but some of the performances were, were absolutely delicious. Um, see what I'm doing here? Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy, um, she, she, was, she was sublime, as usual. Yes, um, she, she was wrong. But um, icing on the cake for this one was was Mr. Mr. Fines. He was outstanding. Um, he was just enjoying what he was doing. Oh, every time you know the, those hands clap, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. right, here we go. It worked really well. It's, it, the hands clap worked for me the same way like in Get Out with the um the the, the tea. Make your visceral reaction to it eventually. Like, totally, but you, you just you watch. You're like, right, okay, I'm yeah. fucking paying attention. Okay, stop clapping now. Um, I, I was expecting a bit more gore I think I think I was mean, expecting more of a kind of horror yes, than it was because it, it was talky um, I didn't realise it was going to be quite so so kind yeah. of talky um, and I, I didn't realise it was pretty much single location as well because apparently the budget for this is 30 million a lot of money which is yeah it's an insane budget when, when you think about it they, they don't ever really leave that, that one. house, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to see where the money went. I mean, imagine Ralph Fiennes or Ray Fiennes, so it doesn't come cheap. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same with Anya Taylor Joy, probably commands a fair bit of money now as yeah, well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like <coughs> you'd have to do too much in terms mm-hmm. of a set, you know, but it's one setting, it's, you know, yeah, very. But, but out with those negatives, I'm saying, um, I, I really did enjoy it. I thought the dialogue was really sharply done, um, you know, and, and you, you were listening to every word that was said. You know what I mean? You were kind of, you know, what's going to happen? What's next? And the stories, you, you kind of bought into them as well. Do you know what I mean? And each kind of, as each story. And so basically the way, the way it's set up um, for, for the listeners is um, every course comes with a story. And yes. You know, that kind of sets a scene for the course. Um, you know, yeah. so they have like a course where, you know, there's a bread and a components, but there's no bread. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, and it tells you a wee story as to why and stuff like that. Um, so each story, um, I think the story's got better and better as well. And, you know, you're kind of sucked into them all as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Um, but it wasn't what I thought I was going mm. to see. Does that make sense? Maybe you're thinking we may get, get something like along the lines of maybe say like a hereditary type thing, almost like a sort Possib- of possibly possibly. Like I'm walking yeah. on like elevated horror as opposed to I think yeah, horror, I would say than, than horror. Yeah, which that that's the thing is it, it doesn't break new grounds. It means it's it's been done a lot, you know, that's kind of you know survival on, on an island and stuff like that. Yeah. A group of strangers thrown together. It's been done again and again, but when it's done well, that's the difference, and, and this yeah. was done well. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I really dug it. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I thought it was really fantastic twisting and turning. Um, it never really stops. And I loved how it, it twisted who you were rooting for at all times. Mm. At the very start of it, you very much think all the restaurant, all the all the patrons are dicks. Mm-hmm. You know, and you very much feel that way. And throughout it, you feel it yourself. But then, as it goes on, you start to like sort of like maybe they're not as maybe like what, what's happening to them isn't maybe as deserving as what the. Is yeah, happening? yeah, because it gives you bites of who they are, and you're like, maybe, yeah, you maybe yeah. kind of fucking deserve what's what's 
Yeah. Go in here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't really deserve this level of like, of like <laughs> well, shit to you. Um, so I thought, and also I felt it parceled out the insanity in an almost believable way. Like, there yeah. is a point where you go, surely you should be out here by now, but then where are you going? Also, it has that, you know, like a frog sitting in boiling in cold water and slowly turning up the heat. It'll yeah. sit there, you know, that kind of idea. Because it's like, if they start off with, like, say, what, like, for example, a bit with the sous chef, if they start yeah. with that, you're out of there. Yeah, totally. Aye. But it ramps up to that point where it's almost like I'm fuck. Like it's, it felt like it was performance in a way. Oh no, it is. It, it's it. madness in increments, definitely. Yeah. You know, because it starts out, you know, just so so inoffensive, and you know, okay, where are we going? Um, and then it just up a notch for each story, almost. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. to the end, you're just like, pff, well, do you know what I mean? Um, and like you, all performances you thought were fantastic, and Fines is absolutely reveling what he's doing. He is, he's loving it. He's just. He's got dialogue and he's got like sort of a performance as well that you sort of yeah. like show off. But I thought all the cats had some really good moments. It's very much a tasting menu for them. You know, it says like they all yeah. get a moment. Everyone yeah. really a, a definitely, week. yeah. Um, I thought Hope's character was really good as well. He was because um, at first you're like, oh, do you know what I mean he's, he's kind of nice, and just as it goes on, he's, he's a total dick. He's a total dick, and he's totally out of his depth as well. Oh, you totally. Get that so quickly, yeah. you, you just see it, and you're like, you, I, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah, what's that? He reminds me of someone we work with. He'll tell you off camera who he reminded me of. Um, All right, okay. Yeah, um, and that's what it was. Um, and I was like, like, that seems like something that person would do. Um, I think it will shock a few people this way it sort of parcels out, but I did feel the end was a little bit undercooked, so to speak. Um, yes. Yeah, you're getting it now. Yeah, yes, I like it. Um, um, what I will say about you know what I'm going to say about the ending, the one thing that I didn't like, CGI fire. Yeah, it's fair point. Yeah, it's fair point. Uh, it, it took me out again. That it, it <sighs> frustrating. Yeah, I get your point. I get your point. But I dug it in a big way. I went and seen it because Bailey, I was knackered in London, needed two hours not to do anything. I was want, I was want to see it as well, to be fair. Mm. Um, this was the film that was on, so either this, or I think it was Matilda, so we went for this instead, and I'm very happy we did. Um, but I'll give it a very, very solid 8 out of 10. I very much enjoyed Six it. Six and a half for me. Um, I, the, the, the fire really, really kind of jarred me. It, it was, it, it, it'll make or break a film for me, dude. And it will do, I know, I know. It, I know. it, it just kind of, it, that, I mean, I was investing in that happened, and I was like, man, boom, straight out. Oh, that's a shame. Um, but up until then, great movie. Even, okay. uh, and from that, we'll go to one that's on Apple Plus that you have not seen. Um, I'll talk about it very briefly, and that is called Spirited, um, directed by uh, Sean Anders, who directed the films That's My Boy, Instant Family, Horrible Bosses 2, and Daddy's Home 1 and 2. Oh, I can honestly okay. say there's not a single one of those films that I've actually enjoyed. So that's nice. Really? Oh. Maybe Instant Family for some little bits, but... I to, I'm forced to watch Daddy's Home 2 on a yearly basis now because my wife loves it for Christmas and I hate it more with each passing watch of this fucking thing. It's horrendous. Even with John Lithgow in there? Even with John Lithgow in there and I love John Lithgow. Um, I know you do, I know. That's why I'm surprised. It's, it's a fucking terrible movie. Um, anyway, <laughs> this one is so, it's basically it's a, it's a sort of retelling of A Christmas Carol but from the point of view of the ghosts. So oh. it's basically the, the like Marley and Marley is essentially a, a corporation who pick a soul to save, and you're seeing from their point of view as they try and save this soul, and the soul they try to save kind of kicks back in and start questioning their very existence, and that causes sort of all level of um, sort of self reflection on the part that goes as to what exactly they're doing, um, and it's also a musical. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you've got Ryan Reynolds playing the soul that has to be saved. Um, you've got Will Ferrell playing one of the ghosts. 
in it. Uh, you've also got Rose Byrne popping up in it, Octavia Spencer, Patrick Page, and Sunita Manny um, all, all play kind of roles from the Christmas Carol myth. That That's you a meaty cast, isn't it? That is quite, yeah. a, quite a celebrated cast, yeah. yeah. It's a relatively enjoyable, harmless kind of Xmas romp. It's got a lot of charm in it because the two leads, Reynolds and Ferrell, are very much playing to their Ferrell and Reynolds strengths. Mm. You know, Ryan Reynolds is a pure charm factory, you know, when he's, yeah. you know, which is what Ryan Reynolds does. And he does commit to the singing and dancing and give him credit. He, he does go for it in a big way. So play to that. Um, and that's kind of where the film lives and dies. You, when you watch it and enjoy it, it's fine. But it, it's, it's plot wise, it's not really got much going to it. Is it animated or live action? Not live action. I don't it looks like it costs a fair bit of money as well. It does not look cheap. I can, if they went to this one, cost thirty million ago. I can see where the money is in this one at least. Mm. Um, the only the big thing about it is a major thing is like you don't entirely buy Ryan Reynolds as a completely unredeemable shit. You know, yeah. he's essentially the Scrooge of this. Yeah, yeah. And you can get Reynolds can play smarmy. He can play a little bit conceited, but an absolute out and out douchebag dick. Yeah, he's. It's not a bad. He's, he, yeah, he can't play the bad guy, can he? Yeah. Really? He's, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's, it's hard. So that felt like when they're trying to save him, I'm going, I get you want to save him, but like, it doesn't seem like that bad a guy. So that, that was the thing. Um, songs are fun. They all, and there's a couple of, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember the names of the songs, but there's a couple of real kind of ones that had you kind of toe tap. And there's one Ryan Reynolds sings about turning Christmas, turning, basically trying to turn the, um, the left and right political parties against each other by like sort of talking about how if you have a plastic Christmas tree, you want to kill Christmas because the true meaning of Christmas is all about having a real tree. <laughs> and it's, it's very well done. And I, I can it, can he hold funny. a tune, Reynolds? He can do all right. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. He's, I, I think there's a lot about auto tuning going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he can he can sing and dance and he can, he can do a lot of it. So um, uh, Octavia Spencer is really nice in it. She's she has a she plays sort of a love interest in it to Will Ferrell, and she's she's very nice in it as well. Um, but yeah, I dog it. it. It's it's a fun Christmas movie to be honest. Which is. Yeah, you need to yeah. like Christmas. Yeah, you, you know you are going to watch some movies that are purely you're watching because it's that season to watch that movie. Yeah. That's it. But probably about twenty minutes too long, but mm. a bit stodgy middle. But for the most part, I enjoyed. I've got a very solid six and a half out of ten. But because it's on Apple Plus, no one will actually watch it apart from me. Yeah, you're it. You, you're Apple's sole UK revenue. You know that. <laughs> so you're the one you saw in the cinema that I didn't see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the one I went to see, um which I'd seen a trailer for a few weeks ago and I thought I quite fancy for this, is a film called Nocebo, um, which I don't know if it's a play on the word placebo or if it's a Filipino word, because the, the the film's kind of got Filipino culture in it, even though it's yeah. set in America. So I'm actually not sure what Nocebo means, if that's even how you pronounce it, but I'm going to call it Nocebo anyway. Uh, Premier of this film, uh, it starts out with Eva Green, um, who is a fashion designer, uh, married to Mark Strong, both of them, power couple, lots of money, stuff like that. They've got a kid and happy life. Um, she gets a phone call and the tail end of the phone call is they, 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 they dragged all the bodies out, at which point she looks up, sees a mangy old dog covered in ticks. The dog shakes itself, the ticks fly all over her and uh, she freaks out and then looks up and the dog's not there. But there is a tick bite on her neck, and then from there she just kind of, you know, falls onto eight months later, and uh, you know she she's kind of ill health and she's using a respirator and she can't remember things and she's shaky and she has fits and stuff like that. Um, out of nowhere, a Filipino lady chaps the door and says, "Oh yeah, I'm here to help you," and she goes, "I 
don't recall, ask her for you, and she says, oh, yeah, you did, and she goes, okay, and they let her in, um, and from there, the Filipino woman um, asserts herself into the family, um, and is she malevolent, is she not, is she trying to help, is she not, you've kind of carried you along with that story. Um, the, the, the biggest problem with this was everything is telegraphed, um, yeah. within I'd say your average viewer within about 25 minutes, they kind of know what's happened, why it's happened, and how it's going to end. Um, doesn't make it any worse for them because they, they do still carry it out well. It's well executed, uh-huh. but you do I know. Think you can count for a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think by about 15, 20 minutes, then I kind of twigged, okay, I kind of know where it's going. Um, one or two wee reviews that, that kind of I didn't see, but mostly, yeah, you, know, you do kind of know where it's coming from. Um, but it's nice to see some, some Filipino culture on, on screen, which I've never really kind of seen much of before, so that was quite okay. interesting. Yeah, kind of taps it. From a different angle, clearly, yes. Yeah, taps into that really well. Um, performances, Eva Green um, is, you know, everything she does, she's, she's always exemplary, um, as is Mark Strong as well, they don't really give bad performances. Strong no. wasn't in it. enough is the only thing. Um, and uh, the Filipino girl was, she was outstanding. I don't think I've seen her in anything before, but she was Really, really, really good. Um, I can't recall her name, but she was fantastic. Yeah, getting the name now. Um, yeah. Sorry, keep going. So she she was really good. Um, and this one did have fire in it. Um, CGI fire, but it was actually done really well. Um, and I I, I didn't mind it at all in the slightest. Um, is so, Diana the um Filipino? Yes, one? Diana is a Filipino. Chai Fon Fonacia F O N A C I E R. Um. She is your sort of breakthrough. She's not. It's a lot of um, like Filipino. Yeah, she's really, really watchable. So she's really good. Um, you know, kind of really good acting style and stuff like that. So she, she was on point the full film. Um, see, the the only only downside I would say is that it is very, very predictable, but well done. Um, I think it's one you could watch at home. Um, and get just as much enjoyment as you did on the big screen as well um you know it would translate very well to error or so yeah i would definitely recommend going to see it um nocebo check it out um out of 10 okay. i would give it a 7 out of 10 nice yeah higher than menu higher than menu yeah yeah because oh, it didn't have really bad dodgy cgi file if, if it wasn't um, for that fire the menu would have been a solid eight for me as well but that fire just really fucking ruined it for me it's so easy it's so difficult to please call uh, i am yeah on from that, we'll talk about one that I've seen that you've not, and that's a film called She Said, also in the cinema. Um, it's directed by Maria Schrader, uh, who directed a film called I'm Your Man. I believe she's German, so she's done a lot of German um, stuff in the past. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Um, and the plot of this one is basically it's the uncovering of the, um, the Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein yeah. um, scandal. Um, it's the New York Times, I believe. Yes, New York Times. Um, two journalists from there are just basically investigating things and basically trying to... Well, they understand, the, 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 as we all know, the Weinstein stories weren't, like, private. Everyone knew about this. Almost, It was almost like an open secret within Hollywood. It was like, similar to, I, I hate kind of bringing this up, but it's like Jimmy Savile in Britain. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was like the worst kept secret kind of thing. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like no one was shocked when it broke, so everyone kind of knew about it. Yeah. It was a matter of like, who would actually say it out loud and say it to, you know, say it in the press yeah. and they realised the best way to get the story to break or the hard easy way to get the story to break would be they need to get all women who are like sort of involved in it to speak as one yeah. you know one woman won't you know for obvious reasons won't speak 
he shall be destroyed by the press and by his lawyers. But if they all speak together, that becomes a bigger thing. So that's yes. that's 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 what they're trying to do. They're trying to cover it. A lot of a lot of a time thing on it because there's also the uh, Ronan Farrow is doing a story as well at the same time. He's not in the film. I've seen the film. Sorry. Um, but there's the ticking clock in the background of her, of that story coming out as well. So they're trying to like beat that to press, you know, so they can be the right. first ones to sort of make story that. Yeah. Break again. Um, and that's basically that's basically the plot of like, them trying to uncover and bring their story to life. Um, you've got Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan. They play the two reporters. Patricia Clarkson plays sort. Of, I think she plays another reporter. She's not the editor. I don't think she's the editor in chief. I think Andre Brower from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. He plays mm. uh, the chief. Um, this is. I don't think you'll like this. Film. It's a very good one. I don't think you'll like it because you didn't like the post. I wasn't. I liked Spotlight, but not the post. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is this is sort of a sits in the middle ground between Spotlight and the post, where it's like it's there's no real big sort of like fantastical moment. Maybe that's something that needed, but yeah. it's very the life of like it's very smart people figuring shit out and just trying to go about it. You know, at the same time, one of them's just had a kid and is suffering like sort of postnatal depression. She's sort of trying to understand how she, why she's not dealing with her kid right. Mm. And the other one's sort of like going through just is in a more settled place in life, but still having struggles and sort of questioning what their, their place in the world as a woman and things like that. So there is a, a sense that perhaps the lack of sensationalism will maybe make people think this is kind of boring. See, right, so... What I was going to ask you was, so I've seen the trailer for it a couple of times, and every time I've seen the trailer, I think to myself, that looks really, really safe. Is it? I wouldn't say safe, it? no. I wouldn't say safe, no. I think it's def- it definitely tells you everything laid out. And, I mean, because some of the... You don't see what Weinstein does. You don't need to see it. You hear descriptions of it, which I think is harrowing enough. Mm. So it's definitely not safe in the sense of it's, you know, trying to sanitise anyway. The, the, the stuff is there. It's just not visual, which I think is the right choice to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very well performed, very well structured. It doesn't go for a kind of gotcha moment either, because it seems like, again, the opening minutes of the film, everybody fucking knows it's true. It's yeah. not a matter of, is this something? And also, we, we, as an audience, we come to the film knowing what has happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, you don't really need that moment of like the gotcha moment, you know, because yeah. it's, it's 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 stupid. It's um, like I said, but <coughs> the lack of sort of the sensationalism might leave people feeling like kind of cold, and maybe people think it's a bit safe because of that. I think mm. that works in this respect. Uh, it is over two hours long, yeah. which did feel pushing it a tad longer than possibly it had to be. Um. But for the most part, I thought it was very solid watching. I'll never watch it again because it is it's quite a bleak movie. Because ultimately, it's talking about very bleak mm. things, you know, the sort of the worst of humanity, worst yeah. of mankind, like sort yeah. of the most horrible of things to people just for this, just because they can. And it's like, ugh, just like nothing about it makes you feel nice when you listen yeah. to it. And especially for people like us who we a lot of the, our film watching and from my form of view was very much based around the Miramax. Product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of what I've seen, and it, it's you know they're deeply embedded in, in that pop culture for me. Yeah, yeah. You know the people who you know because like Kevin Smith, Tarantino, Rodriguez, you know Richard Linklater, I think as well. It's in all this other stuff. You know, very you know, Weinstein didn't make it, but he he put it's his money that made it, and you feel you do feel a bit like oh, it's like you know, oh, yeah. especially hear the story of what happened to um the Rose McGowan. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you're watching, and you're watching her on screen going, oh my God, the shit you went through to get that role is truly fucking horrible. Yeah, I love she, she, was, a she was kind of the spearhead for the movement, wasn't she? Yes, she, she, she was, was. You know, she she was a. Um, d- d- does it deal? Does it tiptoe around or does it tackle quite quite kind of front and centre the, the whole NDA situation yes, and that's, stuff like that's, that? That's a huge part of it. That's a massive yeah. part. That's like that's the whole point of it. Like so many of them signed NDAs, and yeah. it's like like the big kind of thing of like so from far. So they talked to somebody to go like so. I think it's one of the lawyers and he goes, "How many of the NDAs are from what we know? There's ten, and you saw you could look at his face looking kind of shot going, yeah. yes, there is ten, and it's like you guys, there's not yeah. ten. There's you know." Multiples mm. of of ten, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot so, more. Yeah. So, um, aye, so then David played a big role in and and, and what, what that means and how much it can fuck somebody over and mm. why people would sign one, you know, the idea of why, you know, because I think a lot of people feel the judgment of like is to judge someone who signs it, takes the money and runs. You go, it's you not the case. No. It's not that at all. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. think like that. Yeah, totally, totally. So it's it's definitely tackling a lot of issues in it, and it's like I said, it's a very interesting, very very um, informative watch, but not a happy watch. But maybe not a Christmas watch. Yeah, is is it Oscar bait, or is it being being on its own merit? You know, it's like we're not kind of going for the Oscars. This is a sort of has to be told. Spotlight was Spotlight did go for that Oscar bait moment. There was a specific scene. You're like, yeah, you're you're looking at one thing. This could. I don't think it will. I don't think Hollywood will want to talk about it. Yeah, which you is know? a shame because that's the problem with Hollywood. Is it? Doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, yes. That's why situations so, like this happen. Yeah. yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that would keep it out of the Oscar buzz because they don't want to have this brought back up. Much the same way like last year with Mass, a film that we had the world. We can actually come out in 2022 if you're actually thinking about your top 10 list for this year, Colin. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a film that the Hollywood want to talk about because he knows the gun culture in America would it be, maybe too polarising, possibly. But um, yeah, it's yeah. much the same, I would say, in that respect. It doesn't really want to be something they want to talk about again. They're quite happy to bring up. You know, they'll bring up the Fablemans because it's Spielberg and he's talking about the love of film. They'll bring up mm. anything to talk about how much film is wonderful. Yeah. But anything that shows film in a kind of negative light, I think they're very much trying to shy away from. You yeah. know, I do what I do. Yeah. 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 Um, but seven and a half out of ten for myself. Yeah. Good yeah. score. I, I, I do want to see it. Um, and it's just kind of fitting times because it is quite quite a long movie. And yeah. Yeah. But it is it's, it's an important film, and I think probably more so men need to see it if I can realise that you know. We can't do this yet. Yeah. Yeah, don't be a dick. Just says, do not be an asshole. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. But what you do yeah. get from it, what I, and what I think has been said before is, if Harvey Weinstein worked in a closed store, he'd be the same person. He would use his power in that closed store somehow to do yeah. the same things. You gave a monster more power than he should ever have. Yeah. You know, uh, but ultimately he's a monster. It's not. It's not the. It's not the industry made him a monster. He was. He met a gravity to it because he was that yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah. That that gave him the access that he needed, and he embraced it. Jimmy, it's the exact same as Jimmy. Savage. It's the Savile thing, exactly. The exact yeah. same situation. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's why one. On to happier. Yeah, let's cheer well, up. Come on, cheer me up. Um, one that both saw, and that's a film called The Silent Twins. So yes, I've <laughs> seen this last night. Um, we're saying happier. Um, wait, wait till we talk about this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Um, a Polish lady called I, um, Agnieszka Smorwoska, I think is her name. I think it's Anushka, um, maybe. Yeah, um, she directed a film called The Lure and Fuga um, in her native Poland. Um, mm. in interesting movies. 
And this is apparently I've never heard this story before. I don't know if you'd heard of it before. I'm thinking I you kind of vaguely Lorraine had mentioned it before. Um so I kinda knew of it, but I didn't know much about it. I knew of it that that on the yeah. surface, that was it. Yeah. So it's, it's set in the seventies, it's basically it's the only black family in Swansea. I think it was Swansea, yeah. Apart Swansea, somewhere yeah. in Wales, Wales, Wales yeah, yeah. Like, like kind of um, Wales, yeah, yeah. But there's two young kids in the the, the household. And essentially, they won't talk to anyone else. They only talk to each other. It's almost like in a foreign language to talk to each other. Yeah. Engage with anyone else, mm-hmm. and it follows their life as they grow as they grow up, and um, become infatuated with a boy, and that and that infatuation of a boy ends them both up in Broadmoor. Is it Broadmoor or Broadhurst? Yeah, uh, Broadmoor, Main Street. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then it's the life from there, and and what that incurred. That yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- pretty much. Um. I. Uh, I'm sure. I think reading reviews and stuff, a lot of reviews say there's a book out there, read the book, because yeah. the, the, there's so, so much more. To the, you know, obviously, a movie can only capture yeah. so much. So there is a lot more. Um, but what frustrated me is... Um, well, let's, get, let's go to the cast. First of all, you've got the cast. Right, Leticia, yeah, do that. Yeah, Letitia Wright, who's having a year so far. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got Tamara Lawrence, plays the other, the other sibling. Um, and you've also got kind of a, a not big name cast. You get Nadine Marshall, who's probably the biggest name. She plays the mother, I think. And you also get Michael Smiley. We always like to see Michael Smiley pop up in anything. It's always nice to see him all tracks himself from space and <laughs> any other things. Um, he pops up in it as well. So, sorry, continue. By the way, Colin, what do you think of this one? Um, yeah. What, what I liked, I liked uh, it kind of drops in at a certain point. Um, yes. And I think, unless you're a complete fucking idiot, um, you understand why these girls have became so unsure um, in, in themselves. Mm-hmm. You get it. Um, and what I was going to say that pissed me off a lot is after I seen it, I was kind of reading reviews, and a lot of people in the review are saying, "Oh yeah, but we, I don't. What, why would I like that? They're just like arrogant troublemakers. Why, why would you be like that?" And I'm like, "Are you fucking mental? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're the only two black kids in a community who were bullied pretty much for fucking birth. Do you know what I mean? With no yeah. chance." And, that annoyed the fuck out of me. And I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I, thought know, I, I thought it was very I, obvious as to why that was. Very obvious, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, these are people reviewing movies. It's like, you shouldn't be fucking watching movies if you can't grasp that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's almost insulting. That that, that pissed me off. Uh, yeah, you get a lot, A lot, I did. Um, I thought, that, so, performances first. Let's go there. Yes, okay. The two leads were powerhouse performances excellent yeah fantastic they were totally yeah. Like, stunning um when you look at real life pictures as well not letitia right the other girl mm-hmm. looks so much like the yeah. real life character as well it, it's, it's scary dude yeah like googled it last night i was like oh shit um the proper like, like wow um the, the way it was told as well you know it kind of jumps through time in a very kind of, you can follow it, it's very linear, you know exactly what's happened, and I think you understand the whole journey for these girls. Um, mm. You know, you kind of get what drove them to be the way they were, um, why they done it. Um, you kind of feel sorry for the family and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And the, the, again, the kind of reviews are saying, you know, and they had this family that didn't care, and it's like, you know, of course they kind of cared, but you know, there's kind of stuff in the background that you need to think yeah. about yourself. You know, it's fucking, you can't be hand-fed everything and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, performance-wise, I don't think there was a single bad performance in the whole film. There wasn't, but I would say that the support, like the two leads, phenomenal, not, not mm. great, but supporting roles felt a little bit caricatured. 
some of them were because it's focused so much on on them on the yeah. they flat in and they're there purely for a purpose yeah. There's not a lot else for them to do other than just be that purpose. Like Michael yeah. Smiley, I love Michael Smiley as an actor. His role is purely it's, it's a it's a plot device as opposed to an actual role. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know he's not really given much to do with the role other than just to be a the voice. It could be you in the room talking. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who it was. You know, but Michael Smiley's a good actor, so it's nice to have Michael Smiley yeah, on get, camera. Get him and they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I, it, it's it's a very odd but creative telling of a very sad story. Like I liked all the animation. Yeah through it and yeah. stuff like that that was really well done um, and i like the fact that it was like they had the i think a lot of the narrative is the girls um diaries um yeah they've got access to i think they had access to all the diaries and they, they kind of done the puppet shows and stuff like yeah. that so a lot of it was yeah it was creative you know kind of license you know here's the stuff creative lies but i think they've, they've kind of wisely the choice they made were kind of wise and they've done well using what they found they thought you know let's give a wee story yeah. here a, how it could have been or how we thought it was and yeah. I think yeah I bought into it anyway yeah. very compelling oh, if somewhat uncomfortable to watch it's not a particularly happy watch either yeah de- definitely um, the, the, the problem is is um, the, the, the characters are polarising it's like you know do, do you like them do you not like them do yeah. you feel sorry for them do you not do they deserve it do they not there is so, but I guess that that's good do you know what I mean because not everything is shiny white and written in bold ink to show you, do you know what I mean, as well? Yeah. Um, which which is really good. But it did inspire me. Let's say I came home and I, you know, I Wikipedia did it and I Googled it and I'm quite intrigued to, to read the book and news articles. Um, I'm more intrigued to read the book about it, yeah, that I am to maybe to watch the film again. I'll definitely buy the book and read that and find out what's yeah. just, just story yeah. behind. Oh. I also think they're planning on, so the, the book that the one girl got published, um, the Pepsi Cola Murders, was it? Yep. Um, that's the only published work, and I think for a long time there was only six copies in existence. Um, but now really? they've, they've kind of re-released, yeah, released it now. But I think they're going to start releasing more and more as well, oh, um, which I think is nice mm-hmm. as well. Um, the 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 ending, um, you know what happens at the end. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, no one knows that there's no explanation for it at all. No, apparently not. Yeah, which awesome. is utterly. I find that. I think that it scared me more than anything else. It's utterly like I try to wrap your head around that. It's it's just you know, it scares you. Do I mean you're like I can't I need to not think about it anymore? Do you know what I mean because that's just fucking bonkers. Um, yeah. And, and it's own. But I I really enjoyed. It. I thought the music was really good as well. It, um, it, it had a horror beat to it almost. Almost, but the songs as well, the kind of dreamy, floaty songs. When you listen to the words as well, because they, they obviously they were written and inspired by the, the, the kind of articles they had about the, the girls and their kind of keepsakes and dolls and all that mm. so I mean, you listen to the kind of lyrics as well because it's not often I'll kind of pay attention to you know yeah. the, the singing in a song the, it's music mm. but that really kind of drew me in as well so even to that level that was so perfectly pitched as well next one out of 10 what are you giving it? out of 10 this one is a solid 7.5 for me I am a light bulb boy but I'm a 7 out of 10 7 yeah yeah, yeah so the, this was my movie of the week this one um, menu was my movie of the week I think this year yeah. this week sorry yeah. Not um, movie, yeah, but definitely really. Troll was up there as well. Troll was close. Troll was great fun, wasn't it? Troll, Troll was great fun. Yeah. It, 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 very kind of mixed bag of movies, isn't it? Or yeah. is, is it kind of all over the place. Not a bad one, I would say this week, which is interesting. No, not at all. It was actually nice to go to the cinema because I've been a bit neglectful of late, so it was nice to sit in a movie theatre and watch watch things. It's nice to see films in that in that world. Yeah. Speaking of that, next week, Colin, we've got probably the movie event of the year. Of the which, decade, uh, perhaps. 
perhaps a decade. The follow-up to the biggest movie of all time, um, and that is Avatar The Way of Water, which hits cinemas on Friday. Friday, Um, yeah. So James Cameron is back. James Cameron knows what people want before people know what they want. So I am sure it's going to be something quite special because James Cameron doesn't really make bad movies. Yeah, it doesn't. Sometimes cliched, but never bad. For sure. Not bad. Nothing, yeah. if anything, the man does spectacle better than probably anyone else. Well, dream of. Is, is he not basically been waiting 13 years for technology to catch up? To his vision? Do, 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 do you know what I mean? That, that's nuts. You know what I mean? It's like I've got this idea, but we're not advanced enough almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's well, like, I went to a QA thing with him in London. He was talking about how he started like an effects company and they made, I think they made The Abyss and I think they made Terminator just to give them something to do to push the technology forward. Well, so that's, yeah, because I guess when you think about Terminator 2, do you know what I mean? Like, when you watch it now, the liquid metal, it's like, God, that's cheesy. But back then, do you know what I mean? When that first came out, that was yeah. mine. That was I like, that, same, nothing had been done like that before. I think it's the same with Avatar. Like, they built these rigs and they wanted to try and push the technology of like motion capture forward. So they wrote a story around it to try and prove they could do it. And then they've done some test footage. And then from that, they made a film. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, it just turned out to be the biggest the film, film of all time. This is going to surpass it, I think, as well. Um, be it a good, I've not seen it, so be it a good or bad film, it, it will surpass it because do you, I, I always remember when Avatar first came out, remember the, the newspapers about all these people that, that, that suffered severe bouts of depression because they couldn't go to Pandora. They couldn't go to Pandora, yeah. They'd basically go and see this film like you know two, three times a day just to immerse what? themselves in that world. It's insane. Yeah. What I do love about uh, Avatar is a real kind of weirdness about people who are into film sort of like papooing it and sort of like giving it shit because like, you know, they talk about it in a kind of negative way. A lot of people who see me who think, you know, the I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but the people who are very Nolan-esque. Yeah. And it's all like going, do you think a film makes a billion, billion dollars by no one going to see it because it's shit? This is why it's just because your generation don't want to see it or your people don't want to see it, but a lot of people do want to see this fucking thing. This film did not get where it got to by just appealing to 20 to 30 year old white yeah. boys. Yeah. And this got by kids, families, older people, people who don't go to cinema. People go to cinema once a year or once yeah. every two years went seeing this film. That's how people get to see this. It's a billion pounds. Not because film audience, not because like the film goer loves it, you know. So I, I I remember loving Avatar and I'm I think I think it's also going to be the kind of push that, that the higher FPS needs because it, basically three D films were, were done and dusted and then Cameron yeah. came on with, with Avatar and three D exploded. Um it's kind of died down now because but no one you know, knows how to use it at that point you give it to a good filmmaker you need to give it to a good filmmaker anyway we'll talk about this probably more in depth next week. Oh we'll, yeah but when we yeah. get to it but but yeah is there anything else out or is it just Avatar? Pretty much nothing out. There's a few things on the streaming, the streaming sales that we might want to um, dip into just to fill the time because next week is our last show before we do the the sort of end of year show. Um, special. So we've got and on Shudder one called Resurrection. Okay, I've not got Shudder. You may want to find because Rebecca Hall, who I know you like. Oh, I do like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do. So and apparently it's a great fucked up movie. So I'm really, I'm actually really excited to see it. Got her and Tim Roth in it. All right. Okay. So that's. Double crazy. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you've also got on Netflix, Pinocchio, Willem Del Toro's take on the Pinocchio legend, um, basing it on the book and not on the Disney cartoon. Which, yeah, um, which I expect to be dark and creepy. I've seen it and I can confirm, yes, it is. It is <laughs> a kid's movie. If it is a kid's movie, be careful what kids are watching it. Um, 
and also on Apple Plus, which you won't see, but I'll watch it you know, for, you know, to prove that we are a film podcast, uh, is Emancipation, <laughs> um, the new Will Smith, directed by Anthony Fuqua film. Mm, yeah, now, now this is Oscar bait as well, isn't it? This, this, this is Oscar bait yeah, a little bit. So, yeah. um, I will sit and watch that this weekend and probably feel very, very bad about myself. Although I'm ashamed to say I did have to look up the character that he's playing, um, and apparently... Yeah, I, I should have known who that character was because he's, you know. Well, no, I, I think I don't think you're, I, I think you you put once you know who he is, you know who he is. It's all he's a guy with the, the whip marks on his yeah, back. That's yeah. a very famous picture, but you'll know the picture. You don't know the name behind the picture. And right. apparently, from what, what I've read, reading up about, because I don't know, I'm not read about this. He he gave the people gave him multiple names. He did. I think yeah. He was known as George to some people and like. Yeah. So there's, there's not necessarily, it's not necessarily your fault for that, but you're trying to be a better person, Colin, and that's good. I do try to be a better person. I, I always endeavour to be a better person. Um, usually I fail, fall flat on my face, but I do try. You can find us on three beers and a mood. Still no emails. Not even, not even junk mail. Fucking hell. Not, not even bits. So, of um, Stu, email me. Just do it. Just Barry, email me. Somebody email me. Uh, Freebeersinamovie at gmail.com. Um, we're on Instagram as well. We're still on Twitter. Twitter's still a thing, surprisingly. Thanks, so. uh, <laughs> and, and Facebook. So, yeah, jump in and interact. It's it's, um, it's not just me and Richard. We love you too. And yeah, share yeah. that love back. Share it back. I've been Colin. You've been Richard. And we've been Freebeersinamovie.